end up yeah. paying in this like extra service fee on top of this. Yeah. And also a sidebar, I just saw that Wikipedia has a list of chain restaurant associated ghost chickens, so I can go through some of those. Ghost they're pretty, kitchens? They're pretty fantastic. Um, you said ghost chickens, which ghost is also, <laughs> also sounds really terrifying. Ghost chickens. That's because I was going to say Boston Market has a ghost kitchen called... Oh, no. Hey guys, welcome to Product Explained, a show where we talk about products and the company's history and strategy behind them. I'm your first host, Jeff Lee. And I'm your co-host, Michael Alcazarin. I'm still waiting for my food, but Jeff, what do you want to do for dinner? Let's Uber eat some McDonald's for like 50 bucks. All right, I'm so into it. That might get us like two double cheeseburgers. <laughs> uh, today's show, we're talking about Uber Eats, an online food delivery service. Do you remember Arby's had their five for five deal? Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. We used to do that like every Sunday, like after church. You know, oh, <laughs> like my, we would get like all, cause like I'm one of four and my parents, we'd just go to Arby's. We all split like two large curly fries and then get 10 Arby's sandwiches. Cause it was oh, five man. for five. That sounds great. Yeah. I could probably I eat all go. that by myself. You know, there's not that many Arby's here, like where I'm at, like on, on the West coast. So man, I might, I might see where the closest Arby's. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like now <laughs> down to go get some Arby's. I don't know. It's weird. Well, if only there was a app that could connect you with the local yeah, food service right. to deliver it to you. So today we're talking about Uber Eats. Uber Eats is that solution for Jeff. Jeff, you are going to get your Arby's and crush that curly customer. fry, French fry craving, whatever you want to call it. You are the perfect customer. What is Uber Eats? Uber Eats is a food delivery service run by Uber. Now, Jeff, I have to say I'm really surprised that Uber hasn't really seemed to take off more on the logistics side of things. I mean, they're so well positioned. Yeah. Like they, that's their core business. I mean, they move people from point A to point B, you know, that's what they've been doing for, for years. <laughs> like that's like super yeah. simple. So it, it just seems like they, I mean, they have translated this to the food, to, to food delivery because Uber Eats is still relevant and it's the second leading market share, but they own just 24% of the market share of food delivery service. So that compares with the leader, who is DoorDash, who owns 59% of the, of the market, and Grubhub is at 14%. So I just found that super surprising because DoorDash doesn't have a core delivery existing network of drivers, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. where Uber does. It's like if you're driving Uber, you're also driving like for Uber Eats. So I, I thought that was interesting. But to talk super quickly about the customer experience, you search for food that's in your area and you pay a service fee for it getting delivered. Pretty basic. I don't know if you have anything more to add, Jeff, about that customer experience. That's pretty much it. (laughs) So what I wanted to spend a little bit of time on talking about today, because I thought it was super interesting and this blew my mind because I think I saw it on a Reddit post as I was looking for something on in Rochester here to eat. I was like, hey, like, you know, like I've never heard of this restaurant. Like, what is this? So I went to like r slash Rochester on Reddit and I found out about ghost kitchens. Jeff, do you know about ghost kitchens? I do. I found out about ghost kitchens like kind of recently. So awesome. Well, we'll we're in the same boat then. Well, we'll, come on, listeners. We'll take you on this journey of ghost (laughs) kitchens. So ghost kitchens are technically delivery only restaurants. They're growing massively. That's why Jeff and I are just finding out about this because we are late to the trend. (laughs) But what I found interesting is that there's a couple different things that are going on with ghost kitchens. So first off, there's some companies that are starting restaurants just focused on 
the delivery only. Like they don't like if you if you show up and try mm-hmm. to eat there, you can't. I feel like there's some like comedy skit where you go somewhere. I'm, I'm thinking of this movie where like you go somewhere and like you can't do anything. Oh, it's a forty year old virgin where it's an ebay store you know it's a, where it's you can't buy anything that's at the ebay store because we sell it on ebay and like that's what these food delivery stores are restaurants are um, no, like, can i order something like no you have to order it on the app yeah it's, it's, that's exactly it but what i thought was super interesting is that another like you know like i mean again putting my tinfoil hat on is <laughs> they also have some quintessential big chains that actually renamed their delivery only services to different names. So instead of Chuck E. Cheese's huh, on the app, the Ghost Kitchen app, it's actually called Pasquale's Pizza and Wings. It's Chuck E. Cheese's. Huh. They're they're making Pasquale pizza at Chuck E. Cheese's because it's the same pizza that they're slinging to ten year olds that are there and like with boogers and stuff all all over their shit. <laughs> um, Hootie's Bait and Tackle. Guess what this is, Jeff? That's Hooters. If you want some Hooters wings, oh my you God. can just get Hooties bait and tackle. It's nuts. TGI Fridays, Conviction Chicken. These are like Buffalo Wild Wings of themselves. Wild Burger. It's insane. I would love to be the brand marketer, product marketer, whomever. That came up with Hooties bait and tackle. Yeah, or Wild Burger for Buffalo Wild Wings. I mean, so here's some more that I'm looking at this. So the Charlotte Observer has a really good one. Like for Dave and Buster's, it's Wings Out. Cracker Barrel is Chicken and Biscuits. Actually, Cracker Barrel has two, like Chicken and Biscuits for afternoon delivery. Morning delivery, it's called the Pancake Kitchen. Where are some other ones? Chicken Sammy's for Red Robin. And then Outback Steakhouse, Tender Shack. This is like, this is mind-blowing to me. So it's just, it's funny that millennials have kind of ruined (laughs) <laughs> chain restaurant eating you know what i mean <laughs> like and it's not because we're eating avocado toast it's because it's genuinely not the best food and we finally we, we want to raise the bar and go to all these mom and pop shops but chains get a really bad rap and i think it's it's super interesting that they realize the perfect opportunity to rebrand without rebranding and it's just name your store a different store on as a ghost kitchen for this but i, I don't know if you knew about that level of ghost kitchen that was like freaked me out i was like whoa like this is like because i've seen these places and i'm like i've never seen this place in rochester before like what is pasquale's pizza and i'm like it's chuck e cheese like i'm not ordering pizza and wings from chuck e cheese (laughs) you're like this tastes oddly familiar oddly nostalgic yeah no exactly i feel like i'm gonna gonna get stuck and cry as a side note my brother and i did get stuck it wasn't at chuck e cheese's it was at some ball pit i don't remember and we both just started bawling crying and then we had to be rescued by some like 15 year old you know, guy with a key, and then he zipped us out of this like ball pit. It was it was very traumatic. This was last year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was that was like ten. Anyways, I digress. We can talk about Uber Eats business model. Super simple. It's service fee oriented revenue generator. So Uber Eats has generated a lot of money, a lot of American dollars. So eight point three billion dollars in revenue in twenty twenty one. That's seventy two percent year over year increase. But what I thought was crazier was the total bookings so all like basically like if jeff orders fifty dollars of mcdonald's obviously all fifty dollars is not going to uber eats but majority of it is probably anyways that total gross bookings for uber eats is 51 billion dollars so i'm just gonna whip out my calculator here jeff bear with me so we get eight over 52 yeah so they're basically charging a 15 percent service fee is what that comes out to we're averaging rather a 15 percent service fee across all of their um all their total total bookings, which feels high. Like, I don't know. Whenever I go to like order Uber Eats, I'm just kind of like, fuck, like, 
now I have to get like the the tip and the service fee, the driver. There's just more hands in the pie. Like, and so like my ticket, like I just have to spend more money and it, less money is going to the actual restaurant. So I've actually, my wife and I have just made it a point to start p- doing pickup <laughs> a lot more often. Yeah, for sure. Um, as opposed to getting delivery. Although some days we're just so damn lazy. We're just like, just bring it to me. Bring me, bring me the food. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with you. I think that these delivery services are really nice. Um, they're definitely a luxury. And yep. this past week I was I was sick and I was bedridden and I was sick with COVID. Totally fine now. Maybe sound a little nasally on the podcast today. But, uh, you know, my, my wife and I were like trying to keep separate and I didn't want to make her like cook all this food. So I was like, let's just keep ordering out. And so we just kept ordering dinners <laughs> and I'm like, you know, it's fine. Like I'm, I'm sick. You know, it's, I, I don't mind paying the extra money for the convenience here and really paying for, later. paying for safety. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't know. Like it's just, you know, some people just like purely eat off of food delivery services, which is insane to me. And especially during the pandemic, you know, when people got sick of stuff and, you know, I think Mike, you and I are a little bit, I wouldn't say fortunate, but like, cause you know, this is a skill that we put together, but like, we like to cook. Like we, yep. like, you and Love I to cook. like cooking at home, but you know, there's, I know a ton of people that just can't cook. And so like they, it blows during the pandemic, where they like have it. to like eat out and then they have to like pay for these, these fees and everything got more expensive. So it's definitely pretty crazy. And it just blows my mind that like these businesses can take so much uh, of the cut without anybody really like raising any hell about it or like going to another, I don't know, like they all do this. So like, it's not just Uber Eats, but like DoorDash, Grubhub, they all take a pretty significant cut. So it's not, you can't really escape it. It almost feels a little bit like monopolistic, but it's, and it's just pretty nuts how, how bad, um, you know, some of the businesses get kind of get like bent over on this totally uh but you know it, it is a luxury you know every once in a while i think it's okay but it's it's been, it's been pretty tough uh on some of the the businesses because they you know they take a hit on this as well for sure um, well that's why like i think just going back to the ghost kitchens where it's like i think maybe that's why i was so miffed because i'm like i already hate chains and like now i'm paying a chain money and i'm yeah. paying this like extra service fee on top of this yeah. and also a sidebar i just saw that Wikipedia has a list of chain restaurant associated ghost chickens, so I can go through some of those. Cause ghost they're pretty, kitchens? They're pretty fantastic. Um, you said ghost chickens, which ghost is also, <laughs> also sounds really terrifying. Ghost chickens. That's because I was going to say Boston Market has a ghost kitchen called oh, no. Rotisserie Roast is the name of oh, their... God, the um, names are so bad. I know. When, when you lived in Boston, did a lot of people eat at Boston Market? Yes, everyone, a lot of bar, everyone, Boston every, everyone ate at Boston Market. No, I don't remember the last time I ate Boston Market. Is it Market. one of those things that like it's more, obviously way more popular outside of the actual city it's named after? All I know is my, my sisters love Boston Market and I'm just not a big fan. BJ's, like the uh, BJ Supermarket, they have a ghost kitchen called Slow Roast. I don't know what that's, <laughs> what it's being served there. Wing Stop, the, the wing place, mm-hmm. they, have, they have a place called Thigh Stop. Which sounds amazing, and the then, names um, are great. I don't know why. Why do they choose these like very weird uh, names? Um, uh, I don't know. The last one I'll say is uh, IHOP has a ghost chicken. Oh my god, I said it again. <laughs> IHOP has a ghost kitchen called Thrilled Cheese, which is amazing. These, these are just amazing are, names. Are great. I know. I also didn't even know IHOP served grilled cheese. So well, now it's yeah. thrilled cheese. So it's it's very yeah. different than grilled cheese. So let's talk about how Uber Eats came to be. It originally launched as Uber Fresh uh, in Santa Monica in 2014. So that was kind of like their test area. I'm not sure why Santa Monica, instead of like a, a more typical bustling tech hub like San Francisco or New York, 
Uber Fresh launched in Santa Marca. They renamed Uber Eats in 2015, and they've obviously done expansions into a ton of other markets internationally, et cetera. And as part of their expansion into markets, like you mentioned, they are opening, you know, virtual restaurants or ghost kitchens or cloud kitchens is also what I've uh, heard it called. And uh, the whole premise is that like they're providing these services for other restaurants um, or sometimes just space like, you know, yep, just kitchen space for people to rent out, which is also a really interesting business model. In uh, 2019, they announced that they would deliver food to customers by drones in the northern hemisphere. That has not happened. I'm still yet. waiting. You, I'm still waiting. I, as you and I know, Uber likes drones. I, I mean, like, there's something about Uber's business model and Amazon as well uh, uh, on like delivering stuff with drones. And I don't know, drones like came and went. Like they had their heyday, and then now it's like not as popular for some reason. In 2019, they launched their pickup option, which it sounds like you are taking advantage of, which is good. Uh, also, in October of 2019, they said they'd start delivering Burger King throughout the U.S. So that was kind of like an exclusive. What about Arby's, Jeff? Or Arby's. I don't know about Arby's. I don't know if there's enough Arby's around. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to check after this call. In 2020, Uber Eats saw a rise in new customers by 30% due to the pandemic. So that kind of gives you an idea of how many people were starting to rely on the, these food delivery services. In 2021, they'd completed their first food delivery to space when mm. it partnered with Aku Mazawa, who was a Japanese billionaire, to send food to the ISS. I don't Amazing. know what constitutes as food delivery. Like how, you know, NASA also sends food. To yeah, ISS. I was going to say, yeah. So would you consider them to have done the first food delivery? Unless it was like specifically freeze dried Burger King or something like that. Right, right. Um, yeah. If I'm NASA, I'm, I'm, I'm super, super pissed. I, I open up a yeah. lawsuit. I acquire Uber Eats and then I start Uber Eats on. On the ISS. Well, that's I, what I you do know, from NASA. The regulations to send food in, food in <laughs> space is like really, um, actually really strict. You know, there's like supposed to be stuff that can be self-contained. You don't want stuff flying all over the place or like things like randomly going through and puncturing some sort of like, I don't know, thermal insulation on the space station. There's like a, a ton of stuff that yeah. is really important. It could go so, massively wrong. <laughs> yeah. So that French fry that you buy, uh, that, those curly fries, those yeah. five. Turns out it killed uh, Jim. Yeah, blew yeah. the whole blew the whole ISS up. I know, I know. What if that was the beginning of uh, what's that Sandra Bullock movie? Sandra Bullock and uh, George Clooney, the Gravity. Oh, Miss Congeniality. Yep. No, it's not. <laughs> um, okay, uh, they have generally charged thirty to thirty-five percent commission throughout their business model, and you know, obviously, that has come with heavy scrutiny, uh, especially during COVID, as people are trying to survive. But still, totally. they're doing it because. Uber Eats and uh, DoorDash and Grubhub and everybody else is also doing that sort of model. So there's nowhere to go. I mean, there's nowhere. I mean, there's good and bad, right? I think on the one hand, um, you're letting businesses that traditionally, they're just focused on food and they're not logistics experts. They don't have to hire for delivery people. Um, my parents were restaurant owners. I remember it was like really tough to hire people specifically to deliver food for our restaurant. And uh, they have to like learn all this stuff and some of those delivery people had to like take on other jobs and yeah. they would work at other restaurants in certain times. So I think it's good uh, in general to like have offer this service to restaurants, but I do think it kind of sucks that, you know, by offering this convenience, they actually like make less money than people coming into the stores. So it's just, it's really tough um, on, on the restaurant business overall. In um, 2022, they launched two autonomous delivery pilots in LA with serve robotics and motional. When I was at, in grad school or maybe it was sometime afterwards at Berkeley, I saw these little 
robots. They're basically like coolers on wheels. Yep. <laughs> and they're driving around campus delivering food. Um, and I always wondered, like, man, how crazy would that be to like have order delivery from Grubhub and then uh, or Uber Eats in this case, and then this like somebody's just RC driving <laughs> this like robot <laughs> into an elevator and it goes up to the 60th floor, goes to your desk and delivers you some cold French fries. You know what? What? That's the American dream. That's a cyberpunk uh, feature that I want to live in. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I just think it's pretty. Cr- I still think drones. Yeah. You know, drones would be your food's going to be really cold. Maybe there's some bugs on the bag. As it comes <laughs> Not if pretty, we kill all the bugs. Pretty with crazy change, service. Jeff. <laughs> um, but yeah, so far that's the history of the product. I mean, I think, you know, it's a food delivery service, so not much to really report on that up front. And we can talk about who Uber Eats is for. So I, I think Uber Eats is for just people that want the convenience of getting their food delivered yeah. and not going out. I think it's as simple as that because, you know, it is, you know, there's so many different foods that you can order, like as we've seen all these crazy names and all the chains that are going after there. I mean, obviously you're not going to get like, you know, a top tier, like, meal like a sit-down steak meal but i guess you know outback steakhouse has tender shack which is a ghost kitchen i'm just looking more at these so you can order your (laughs) outback steakhouse for your nice uh nice meal but i did want to dive a little bit more into ghost kitchens and like the market sizing for that because i think it's really interesting and it also like leans into like robotics and like on-time delivery of food you don't necessarily even need to make it in a kitchen like there might be some future where you have a pizza truck that's made by pizza hut or name your pizza chain where it's just a oven on wheels that's autonomous that just delivers you pizza wherever you need it and it's just on time and it's much faster and you're able to scale a little bit better i think there's some sort of future there but there's a market research firm that actually states an estimate that Delivery-only restaurants could be a trillion-dollar business by 2030. In the United States, um, it's about $800 billion today, um, the entire U.S. restaurant industry. So um, it, it's kind of crazy to think that right now. And about like $20 billion or sorry, $35 billion are uh, ghost kitchens in the U.S. Uh, today. But one thing I thought was super interesting with, you know, specifically launching as a ghost kitchen-only brand was the famous YouTuber, Mr. Beast. So he actually runs mm. a chain called Mr. Beast Burger. So there's a whole New York Times article on this, but he has over 300 different places. So if you go to MrBeastBurger.com, you can actually order you know, a burger from him, but it's it's all just ghost kitchens that he's, he's running these out of. So I, I think it's super interesting of like, you know, looking towards the future of how companies like Uber Eats and DoorDash have changed the game for letting delivery or sorry letting ghost kitchens be a thing i I really think that's like the the story here the trojan horse of food delivery service has just allowed this like new business model for for kitchens and for restaurant tours to to open and and to operate where it's it's much weirder and it's a super interesting customer experience where you're not eating in person anymore it's like delivering faster and it's you know fresher and it's also maybe like even food design so i'm sure like Mm -hmm. maybe your parents had to think about this jeff of like what do you ship the food in to make sure that it stays hot or stays yeah you know the right consistency i know like for me like whenever i order i won't order wings unless i'm in a store or in a restaurant because i'm a snob from buffalo but i hate (laughs) when you close the wings and they get like steam and they get soggy so like if i like you know, order wings, I have to make sure that they're like open and like in the car. Anyways, I, I digress. I think Did they just... named the city after the food, by the way. They did. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, growing up, I was super gullible, and my uncles told me that buffaloes had wings, and they would snip them when they were young, and so that's how buffalo wings were so small. <laughs> that's why they're so small? Yeah, yeah exactly. I had, a, I had a tough childhood. <laughs> it sounds like a great childhood. I, I, there's a lot of fantastical stories there. I, while you were talking about that, I was looking this up. There's a, a company called Zoom Pizza, um, and they do actually have, like, it's basically a robot on wheels that delivers pizza. So the whole premise is that you order the pizza and it cooks it while it's driving towards you or whatever. Um, That's amazing. Let's talk about some of the competitors, which we've named a couple times here. So DoorDash is probably the, the biggest one. They're market leaders here. Um, Grubhub, uh, obviously Postmates, which I think they also deliver other stuff. Um, I'm not going to dive into all the grocery deliveries like Instacart, but just mention that out here. Gold Belly is another interesting one. Um, they're not meant for like fast food delivery or delivery like that's hot and fresh, but mm. it's intended for you to like scratch that nostalgia itch. So for example, I can order like Levian cookies from New York to get shipped over here or like Magnolia Bakery, banana pudding, all, like all the famous stuff. Oh, I thought you were going to say Varsity Hot Dogs from Atlanta. Oh my You're God. You're so disappointed, man. No <laughs> Varsity is so bad. There's can you order company... Varsity Dogs on Gold Belly? I'm going to you know, have to look. That's a good question. Let's look right now. I'll report back. Gold Belly. I don't see it, no. That's a miss. You can't find call, it? Call up Varsity right now. Why are you guys not delivering? It's because it's bad. Um, <laughs> Spoon Rocket uh, is a startup that, when I was in grad school, they were delivering like pre-made food, and they were, I'm pretty sure, using ghost kitchens to create this food, and the menu would change every day, and uh, they would always do like a flat rate. So I think it was like $8 a meal, or you can order extras or whatever. And yeah, they, they kind of got bought out, so... Um, or I think they, they went under, that's one we should talk about in another episode. But I, I, you know, I really liked the idea. I was like, I didn't really care who made my, I don't know, like meatballs and lasagna or whatever. Um, those are two different dishes, but, uh, but you know, I, I just, I didn't really care that it was a brand name. I would just like, you know, I just order it. And then if it was good for that day, then, um, I'd check it out. So let's jump into our thoughts. I am going to jump in here. I, I think Uber Eats as a concept is good, but I think obviously they're not executing as well as their competitors. Like when I think yeah. about food delivery, I think DoorDash is like, I hate to use the word gold standard, but it's, like- It's the gold belly. No, <laughs> but DoorDash <laughs> is definitely like the biggest player in the space. And it's so, like you said, it's so weird. Like it feels like Uber dropped the ball here because they yeah. have kind of like an ecosystem for logistics and transporting people. I totally get it that like if you were a taxi person uh, or like someone that wants to drive people around, you probably don't necessarily want to deal with food delivery. It's a messy business. Um, the nice thing about food delivery or even grocery delivery is that you don't have to deal with people. <laughs> you can just pick <laughs> up food and then drop it off and be on your way, which is really nice. So I, I definitely see that there's like different archetypes for those two businesses. But yeah, it just seems strange that like Uber with all their marketing prowess, like didn't push for this a bit more and like really dominated the space and DoorDash was really able to carve out a pretty big niche for themselves. I think overall I'm going to give DoorDash, sorry, I'm going to give Uber Eats <laughs> uh, like a like a 3.6, mostly because I don't think about Uber Eats as like the first go-to when I, when I think about uh, food delivery. I almost always think about DoorDash or other things. Um, other of these competitors for exactly those reasons. And yeah, it just like doesn't come to mind uh, as like the number one thing. So because of that, I'm, I'm going to choose some of the other competitors as like stronger uh, doing this exact thing, but in a better in a better way. So in my scientific rating, I'm going to give a 3.5 only out of spite, Jeff, because you're still below me <laughs> on ratings and I'm way ahead of you. So I, I'm but by me selecting 3.5, I get, you know, one or one hundredth 
one one hundredth closer to you. Nice. Um, nice. In terms of evening out, the, very scientific. Yeah, evening out the <laughs> the Jeff and Mike star rating. But no, I hundred percent agree with you. Where I think DoorDash, and I think for me, I get super miffed. Of it feels like super high like convenience fees with Uber Eats, and just like a bad customer experience. And like I feel like I've also gotten like cold food before. It's just like I feel like mm-hmm. they just drop the ball like too many yeah. different times. So fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice. Um, but. For the record, I think they're all this bad. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. But I just think that, like, for some reason, there's, like, I don't think about, I think DoorDash probably has a bigger catalog, uh, offers more more places. I see more DoorDash drivers around, so I, I, I feel something about it, but I feel more comfortable ordering off DoorDash because I feel like there's more people using it. So it's, like, better, better reviewed. Totally. Awesome. Well, now I'm super hungry. Jeff, you have to go <laughs> get your Arby's. Um, those are our thoughts on Uber Eats. Jeff would please love for a sponsor for us to feed his Arby's addiction. Um, no, I would also love Arby's. So I'm also addicted oh, to more curly five fries. For fives in our oh future. man, bring back five for five Arby's. You heard it here first on Product Explained. It's coming back. But please reach out to us if you have crazy ideas um, with us at Product Explained or new products or companies that you want us to, to chat about. Let us know what you thought about this episode. You can find us on Instagram. Um, Oh, that that's funny. Um, our control F on Earth has now yeah. said Uber Eats and Twitter accounts. <laughs> so let me let me change this back while I remember. Um, but you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Products Podcast. That's P R O D E X Podcast. Yeah, and if you like the show, be sure to like us and subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Good Pods, etc. And let us know what products we should review next. See you next episode.